Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homo Sapiens. How are we all? What's going on? I'm fresh back from my mini break with my mother. We went to New York. We had the loveliest time. I was doing 16,000 steps a day. Did I feel smug? Yes. We went on the ferry. So we stayed in Manhattan. We went on the ferry from Manhattan all the way to Staten Island and looked back across the city. And I have to say it was my highlight. If you ever go there you've got to do it. And lots of people who actually listen in New York then started saying hello on Instagram. So hello to you all. Thank you for hosting me in your wonderful city. I've come back to a considerably colder Britain, but I've come back and I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling reinvigorated. I'm feeling like I love life. And I've been hacking away. I've got a holly bush outside my back door and I've cut it up well, I haven't cut it up. I've cut some bits off it. Arthur Parkinson, previous episode of this podcast, said holly bushes are great for nature, uh, living in your garden. But birds like to nest in it. So I've been looking after it. And I've cut it up and put it indoors in the house. And I'm looking at a jug full of it. And it looks really pretty. But I'm just going to say what my gut is telling me. It's too soon. It's too Christmassy. Holly is just Christmassy, isn't it? But I'm trying to put things that are seasonal in the house. So like things that are in the garden, I can just cut and put. I really don't want to be buying flowers that have been flown all over the world. And so I saw this big holly bush and I thought, well, that could spare me a branch or two. It wouldn't look any smaller. I just think you've got to get celebrating Christmas right, haven't you? You've just got to find that sweet spot of not starting too early that by the time you go to a Christmas party or you go to someone else's Christmas day or go to your own Christmas day, you're like, if anybody shows me cranberry sauce again, I'm going to vomit. So I just try and leave it all very late. What are your secrets? What are your takes, listeners? Please write in hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Tell me, when do you think it's acceptable to start celebrating Christmas? Those answers can range from 1st of November to... 25th of December. Uh, welcome, welcome, one and all, to your latest episode of Homo Sapiens. It is Trans Awareness Week, so we have been talking all about that on the socials, and we are chatting today to someone who I've admired for a very long time. It's Dr. Ronks. They are a trans, non-binary NHS doctor, as well as a TV host and a youth activist. They are very funny on Instagram, and they also host Operation Ouch, which is a kids' TV show. Something about Ronks 
is that they can just, I don't know, crystallize issues in a very human, personal way uh, around how to stick up for yourself, how to call bullshit on things, and also just be really funny. I really love them. So um, give them a follow if you if you don't follow them. Ronks talks a lot about their experience of being a trans non-binary person working for the NHS. And it's endlessly fascinating about the way that different generations speak to them, the way that kids are amazing about identity and have no uh, prejudices. And, you know, it's that reminder of, you know, people are taught prejudice. They're not born with it. And how Ronks kind of sticks up for themselves and advocates for themselves in a calm, compassionate, kind way is absolutely lovely. A minute on their Instagram you learn tons. So that's today's chat. Have you caught up with last week's episode with Tom Allen? Loved hearing from you all about it. You sent so many lovely messages about Tom's episode. Um, we just had a giggle. It was great. And please keep sending your thoughts on everything and anything. And tell me, what is your feeling on Christmas? When does one start celebrating? From just a man with seven vases of honey in his house. Honey? Holly. Why did I say Honey. Keep emailing us at hello at homosapienspodcast.com or on Instagram at homosapiens. Tell us what you thought of any episode and send us any anonymous agony uncles to be answered and you can get in touch with us. Uh, you can also message us on our Instagram. So, you know, pretty good. Uh, let's have a look at the inbox. That's me opening the briefcase of dreams. Uh, oh, so... <laughs> Hayley, who was telling us about their dating disaster, which we shared in the episode special with bros, and I took the dating your dating disasters to Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane. I asked Hayley to elaborate because she was saying that this, they had sex with someone who wouldn't stop talking during sex. And I said, God, we want to know what they were saying. So Hayley is now elaborating with this. It wasn't dirty talk, but just everyday conversation. I asked her if, if she was okay and if she wanted to stop a couple of times because I wondered if it was due to nerves. Interesting. Very good point, Haley. So true, isn't it? But she insisted she was happy and she's just a talker. The weirdest experience ever. And I didn't see her again, unsurprisingly. That's really odd because to just be talking about everyday stuff while you're having sex. I am going straight in on therapy because I'm completely unqualified. I think that's to do with dissociating somehow because I think if something wants someone wants to talk about something other than the thing they're doing I'm sorry there is an element of dissociation with that because you why would you want to take your head elsewhere I don't know maybe that's bold of me to say when I know nothing about this poor person write in tell me I'm wrong um talking during sex have I experienced it not a vocal person myself as in, there's no running commentary, you know. I've been uh, I've been known to throw out the odd bon mot, as they say. The odd bit of encouragement, you know. Giddy up. Uh, I don't think I've actually had a talker. What does that tell you? Um, lovely feedback on the Tom Allen episode. Just love this, says Heather. He is a total delight. I read his first book after he came on HS last time. See, Tom, we're literally selling copies for you. And I think you've both talked me into the new one as well. Ah, oh, good. Heather, honestly, it's great. I love the way Tom writes, so you won't be disappointed. And then we also asked you on the socials on Instagram, we were asking you on your thoughts on Luke Evans' statement that he wouldn't have had a career if gay people played gay roles and straight people played straight roles. 
I think the quote was, the right person gets the job, talent and ability and a bit of luck and timing. That should be the reason why you get a job. It shouldn't have anything to do with anything else. Well, you all were responding, is all I'll say. Steph said, I think it's more than that. Gay people generally don't have the same opportunity as cis het people in any job. And so until we have full equality, then we're going to see that over every job, actor or not. Also, a big part for me is the lived experiences and truths that come with gay people playing gay roles. Straight people playing them walks all over that and really does show how much privilege they do have. Putting a straight person in a gay role then takes away that opportunity and authentic level of who they're playing. Paul then said, I do wonder if we will ever believe that being part of LGBTQ plus is anything other than something we need to hide away and be shameful of. Straight is not the default. And yet we are told every day in everything we consume that it is. We all need more visibility, not just with actors, singers and writers. We need out actors in daytime TV and on silver screens. We need to stop saying that our sexuality has to be hidden away or you won't find work. We also need to embrace it and most importantly, be proud of ourselves. Sexuality should not affect our day-to-day working lives and it shouldn't be the only reason for success. Mm, Absolutely. Tom says uh, that he agrees with Luke. He says it's acting after all. Damon says true. It might help depending on the intensity of the part, but generally it doesn't matter. David says he shouldn't forget gay trans trauma experience. Trans trauma needs real experience though. A. Bart says asking as an ally, if any gay people should play gay roles, what about closeted gays? Well, everybody, can what should we do about closeted gays? I mean, listen, here's the thing, A. Bart thank you for your question you know we've just had this with bisexual actor kit connor in heartstopper who then was accused of queer baiting and then has been outed by people the relentless requirement so it's incredibly complicated and you know there is that thing of queer actors for queer roles can also mean that people have to out themselves as a result of a job they're doing and from an hr perspective that's not great. So it's an incredibly thorny issue. Lindsay Lohan's therapist says, I half agree, but Luke speaks from the privilege of being a straight passing. So many are typecasted and eventually stop getting roles, speaking of LGBT actors in LGBT roles because of it. Hmm. The unofficial McDonald says, I've too many to fit them all here, but you shouldn't have to out yourself to play a gay role. Interesting. Well, that's the Kit Connor of it all, isn't it? Prince Van Georgeny just says he's missing the point. PMC says, as LGBT, we are told by society it doesn't matter, but we all know it does. It affects everyone. Haley says, offering queer roles to queer actors only means actors who aren't out publicly will miss roles. Borgon says, I agree in principle, but there are so few gay actors that are out that we need some positive discrimination. So a real spectrum of opinions there. And I think let's answer listeners this ally's question. If only gay people should play gay roles, what about closeted gays? What do we think, everybody? Write in hello at homosapienspodcast.com at homosapiens on Instagram. Now, big news in from, we'll call it London Fashion Week because we are fashionistas here at Homo Sapiens. We have got a brand new Homo Sapiens t-shirt design and you've got to go and check it out in our highlights on Instagram. If you haven't seen it, you can see the whole design. It's really funny. Uh, That's all I'll say. Go and have a look at it. Um, You've got a little photo of me modelling it, you know, beginning of a beautiful career perhaps. We've got a competition going on in November where if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, you could be in with the chance of winning one. You still have time. 
So get to Apple Podcasts and write the review. You've got just under two weeks, so get there. Please write the review. And then at the end of November, we will be deciding who the winner is. You know what to do. Now, here's what else we need to do. We need to go and have a chat with the wonderful Dr. Ronks. So here's our lovely chat with Dr. Ronks. In the spirit of brilliant radio, you've got to talk me through the outfit because it's amazing. Are you bloody kidding me? Like, this is just like, I've got my pyjamas on. I've just, I literally, <laughs> I'm so glad we're not like recording uh, visuals because um, normally they like to do that. And I hate it because I'm just like, oh, what am I going to wear? But because I hate when I'm at home doing admin, I really don't want to get dressed up. So yeah, I've just put this shirt on. It's not even ironed, which is very untraditional for me. Shirts normally come ironed and done really up to the top. I really love the shirt. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's just a shirt with lots of different things on it, like an old like an old, can you see? Yeah. Mobile phone and stuff like this. No, I just thought it looked good on the screen, so I, just, <laughs> I wore it for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. It looks great. Is there a nuclear, there's a nuclear bomb exploding on there? There's some bright red lips. ASOS is finest, if, I think. <laughs> is it ASOS? Because honestly, ASOS. if you told me that was like Balenciaga, I'd be like, of course. Was it last I mean, summer's? We love a Balenci, but it's not Balenci. <laughs> I love your um, your just call outs on Instagram where you're like, please, can someone just buy me these shoes? You don't ask, you don't get, babe. Like, you don't ask, you don't get. So tell me, tell me more about that. Do people buy them for you? No, babes. And also it wouldn't be. No, it's just jokes. It wouldn't be right. I quite enjoy the fact that lots of my friends who do telly um, are sponsored and I kind of like take the piss out of it. So I'm like. I'm this love this product, but I'm not sponsored. Love this product, not an ad. And then, like, I just like I love Balenciaga, and I just kind of I like the kind of thread of taunting them and being like, I really like these shoes. Where are they? Like, I, I just it's yeah. just fun, isn't it? It's just yeah, it's fun. great fun. I mean, I thought I was like, I bet someone buys them, them, but you know, no, 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 no. I wouldn't allow that. I, it's not really. I can't do that. That's like unethical, okay. isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. It, there's a funny thing when you are a doctor and gifts and stuff. It's I have had to tell people, like, don't give me stuff. Like, I've got this, which is like a lovely little bracelet that a colleague's um, kid made for me, which has now become like a lucky charm for me. But things like oh, that I don't cute. mind. But gift gifts, even chocolate, I get a bit like, oh, you know, you don't need to do this. But then I'll just share it with the um, with the staff that I work oh, that's with. That's interesting. But I genuinely don't like gifts. Because I just see why are you giving it to me when I can just give it to a charity or something. Like I don't need, yes, I don't need trainers. I don't need spa. I don't need any of that shit. I don't. I don't need it. But I'll cancel my order from Balenciaga for Damn you. Then. It! <laughs> I need that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, just because um, because we're on your Instagram, uh, as in we're talking. Oh about God, it. are you? <laughs> no, as I'm not on it. As in we're talking about it. So, Chriselle. Oh hey. Hello. <laughs> selling sunset so yes fill me in because when i watched selling sunset which i think was yeah. season one episode one she oh my was God, that's ages ago she was a straight woman <laughs> and now well, well 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 she had she was in a relationship the guy dumped her for somebody else she was heartbroken and then she went out with one of the the the, the, the one of the the, the brothers the Ock, Ock and did she brothers. Oh. yeah and then like, as we all suspected he couldn't commit even though he seems he actually seems actually very lovely he just I think he's enjoying being with other people a bit much and doesn't know a good thing yet. 
And um, so he was like, look, I'm not ready for kids. I'm not ready to do that. So blah, blah, blah. And then in the, the, the one where they all get together, the reunion, she's mm. like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing someone. And we're like, huh? And then and then we see who she's seeing. And it's a non-binary human. So someone assigned female at birth who's non-binary, who's in a band, who is younger than her and um, saw her on, a, on, on um, a video shoot or whatever and was like, I want to be with you. And I was like, damn, is it really that easy? Because Cashew is hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know. I mean, if Chriselle just pointed at me, I'd go out with her, to be honest. I'd be like, we all would. She, we'll she's so cute. She really is. She's <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you can always say no. Um, so is this person in the public eye anyway? This, yeah, uh, person they're she's a band. I don't know them. They are um, a, a drummer in a band. They've got a really funny name, like Big Drip or something like that. Big D. Love all that very, very strange. <laughs> but and even watching them together, I'm like, wow, how did that? Like, wow. And good for Cushel. Good for yeah. Chrishell. Do you know what I mean? Go mm. where you're loved. That's what I say. Go where you're loved. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Because I think that, um, I don't know what you feel about this, but like my feeling about, you know, shows like Selling Sunset and like, well, let's take Selling Sunset as a specific example rather than me making sweeping generalisations. Like it's very, the girls are like the cheerleaders and mm. the boys are like the jocks. It, it's sort of like I find the whole thing a bit uh, just uh, makes me like takes me back to school when I felt inadequate for want of a better description. And, you know, they're so beautiful and there's no grey or light and shade of any sort, despite the fact that I believe we all live in the light and shade and the grey. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. hyper masculine, hyper feminine, the heels, you know, and, and it's and it's fine. Like they're happy doing it, but it just I don't know, it always switches me off slightly. So to see her doing that, having an a, a very I don't know, an amazing relationship with someone outside of the binary, fantastic. Absolutely. And I everyone always says this to me. They're always really surprised that I watch like um, Love Island and um, uh, like the Bling Empire and stuff. Mm. I just see it as my bloody life is so hard in terms mm. of the things I see at work that sometimes you just want telly that requires no thought. And there yeah. has to be an element of being able to suspend your reality and what you think is right and watch how people live. Because ultimately, I don't have access to that life. And, yeah. and, for me, it's like I'm like a fly on the wall and I've learned to not get angry at people's behaviour, which is problematic because A, I have no access to it and B, <laughs> you can use it as an example of what isn't necessarily great behaviour. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, I've kind of evolved in that sense that way. I do. And I've heard you speak before about the kind of the trickiness of that because, you know, while we're all in our own, you know, in my own small way, I'm trying to make the world a better place. At the same time, sometimes I'm very sucked into, actually not Love Island, but, you know, like I'm sucked into problematic things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the Mail Online. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just sometimes I end up yeah. there and yeah. I'm scrolling through pictures. I don't even know who most people are these days. But, yeah. you know, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's that thing. It's soothing something. But you've spoken a lot about how 
you sort of have less guilt for or you know i suppose am i right in saying you're very open about like fuck it i don't know sometimes <laughs> sometimes we contain multitudes i mean we we live i think it's the people around me that have like because i think our our harshest critics are ourselves and when you've got a bit of a focus on you you can start off thinking i need to be perfect need to be perfect and i was never perfect i'm mm-hmm. never perfect i am not perfect and so anyone who puts that lens on me i find it really difficult because i'm like i am always going to fail your expectations mm. so i think it's for me it's more important that people see the messy side of me because to be honest the messy side of me is the side that keeps me grounded so i'm just like you know we just kind of got we've got to live our lives as long as it's not immediately hurting people yes and how do you divide up your life so how often are you in actually working on the wards how often are you doing telly stuff so i'm in a and e pretty much two or three times a week and then the other days i try and keep to two days of like telly or other stuff as I've got older I've got better at managing it because this all started for me in 2018 and I had no concept of time management, no concept of juggling multiple careers and just mm. felt that the more p- productive I was, the better I was. I don't know, you you know, you put yourself in a weird kind of productivity yeah. capitalist type of um, way. And it's only, I would say, to the end of the pandemic, I realised that I something had to give and I needed to give less time to both but the time that I gave quality time so I try and have two days off a week it doesn't always work but I do have quality downtime amazing and are you still at Homerton Hospital then yeah I'm never leaving unless they sack right. me but um, <laughs> I'm never leaving <laughs> so do you find you can cook and all of that stuff or because working on any wards like everyone's just your life is taken over and you can't do anything right so I can cook but I often can't be bothered because I live alone. So I just, I just can't be bothered. So mm. um, it's because it's what, I mean, what is cooking? Is boiling pasta and putting pesto cooking? Because <laughs> if it is, I'm a great chef. It's a great chef. <laughs> but um, I, I go through phases. Like if I'm marathon training, then I'm really conscious about what I'm eating. If I'm not doing any, if I haven't got any big runs or cycles or anything, then I just breakfast, lunch, dinner, I try and I try. But, you know, you've probably seen my Instagram. I do I do love beans on toast. I'm not going to lie. I do like yeah. chips. Like, <gasps> what are you going to do? Cheesy chips <laughs> and beans is the ultimate, is it not? Yum, yum, yum. I basically lived on that at uni. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Tell me, you know, we're talking about you watching things like Love Island for a view into mm. the world of other things Mm-mm. and all of that. Worlds you're not part of, but the world you do see, you know, yeah. every day is Homerton Hospital. I used to literally live around the corner. Amazing. I know that part of the world and all the rest of it. And it's it's a big old melting pot. And yeah. w- what do you see about humanity? What do you see on the ground? Do you see masses of understanding for LGBT people, specifically trans non-binary people? You know, like what is that atmosphere in the hospital with interactions with the public as opposed to your colleagues, I suppose? That's a really interesting question because... As I've kind of gone through my confidence journey in terms of um, how I care, how much I care about how I'm perceived by people, things have changed. So I would say that it's unique for me because of Operation Ouch and the TV stuff. People Mm. are almost forced to be more tolerant. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Because it's like if your kid loves watching me on telly and your kid is learning new things and is more confident and then is better prepared to be in A&E, then you'll find that the parents often choose not to see maybe my sexuality or the fact that I don't look as a doctor as they feel a doctor should or, or the ideas that they have in their head. And I'm less likely to receive homophobia or transphobia what I do feel that we have a problem with um, in the world, I think, um, is, is, is racism. I honestly right. think that, because um, I just know that when, I'm, when a patient is upset with me, I definitely perceive, and sometimes actually it's, it's you hear, people often default to um, race, if that makes sense. Right. Because yeah. when it comes to uh, sexuality, agenda, how people look... Because Hackney is so diverse, I think people are used to seeing people that perhaps don't reflect their immediate um, kind of a family on friendship groups. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely say in the last year and a year or so, to be outwardly transphobic or homophobic to somebody, I think people think twice about it. Wow! I think wow. it doesn't. I think it's not a go-to for people. Like, back in the day, and this is just my experience, but back in the day, people would say, oh, look at you, you lesbian, you faggot, you batty boy, or something like that. You don't, I personally don't hear that as much, and I definitely think my friends don't report it as much. However, there's something about race and ethnicity, which is still something that people feel empowered to comment on. An example being I was in the pharmacy down the road and a man came in, um, cis, white, uh, male man, and he was upset because he hadn't received um, uh, his prescription or whatever. And he went on and on and on about being angry about it's not fair. He's paid his taxes. Where's his prescription? Where's his prescription? And then as he was leaving, the pharmacist was lovely, didn't, obviously he's used to it and just was like, I'm very sorry. We'll have it tomorrow. We'll have it tomorrow. It just didn't come. Bank holiday, blah, blah, blah. And then as the guy was leaving, he said, um, oh, you lot, you know, you come to this country. And then we were just like, what? Like, what? Like, mm. It made no sense to me at all. So I personally feel that race 
um, and that type of prejudice is still a problem. Homophobia, transphobia, definitely still problems. But I, I think people are more fearful of being openly prejudiced in the latter sense. But that's my opinion. How do you deal with it in those moments if you're on the receiving end of it at work? So it's hard because a lot of the times it, it's something that I perceive. And the thing about perceptions is that you have to have either perceived it before or have a lived experience or have language or understanding of what's going on, which is not necessarily appreciated by other people. And so reporting such things can be tricky and also there's an element of like I always explain it to people as if you're Irish I have been in a situation where a patient's been Irish and a colleague of mine's been Irish and the patient's gone you're Irish aren't you and my colleague's mm-hmm. gone yeah I am how did you know and it's that kind of je ne sais quoi that kind of like yeah. feeling that you get and recognition that you you get of other people that only you can you can only get if you have been around those people for a, a x amount of time it's like i can tell nigerians from ghanaians and maybe you wouldn't be able to do that but it yeah, yeah. so when it comes to racism or the perception of racism sometimes you only perceive it's happening if it's happened to you mm, and yeah. so um in terms of how I deal with it, a lot of the time I lie over my head. Um, I have great colleagues um, and senior um, staff who are very good at checking I'm okay. And if something requires a bit more of a debrief or more of a chat, um, I would definitely say the NHS, as far as I'm concerned, has got better at recognising that if somebody says they've perceived something, then that perception, even in the absence of hard evidence, such as videos or recordings or whatever, whatever, it's been taken seriously. It's like the police, for example, back mm. in the day. Um, if somebody said they'd been sexually assaulted, it, it, it people didn't want to report such things because it often boiled down to that person against that person. And sometimes, it, and it often still does, but what people are learning to do is that they must report things that happen. And it can't be, well, you know, maybe I was wrong. It's like, no, if you've perceived something, that doesn't necessarily make it fact, but that's your perception. And that is just, that it is valid. So right. swings and roundabouts. Yeah, that makes sense. And also like, it's, you know, people with, prejudices of any kind they still know that they should in inverted commas keep a lid on it so they're clever about how they get it out you know what I mean but they still make sure they get it out or can't help themselves getting out I don't know exactly and then we we worry because then we've got uh when people don't feel empowered to um articulate their prejudices then people can sometimes find smart ways to perpetuate them um, yeah. through systems and structures and behaviours yes. which are more covert. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, obviously I've never experienced racism, but, you know, I have, I, I feel like I can understand um, a version of what you're saying because, like, if, if, you, if you know that you as a person in whatever way, mine would be my sexuality, has spooked people before you feel it when it comes back into the room you're like ah i'm spooking you exactly you know like exactly yeah Yeah. it's it's a weird it's a weird like walking into the room and 
something doesn't it's an intuition and this intuition was developed is developed normally as a result of trauma so this intuition for a lot of us is a it's actually very protective because if i go into any we could talk about any aspect of my life if i go somewhere i can feel it if somebody is uncomfortable now it's up to me what I do with that person's uncomfortability. Back in the day, I would be like, well, if they're uncomfortable, they're uncomfortable. What can I do about that? I guess a grown-up, more mature um, experience ronks thinks about what about that uncomfortability? Do I want to make somebody more comfortable or does that uncomfortable feeling that they have have to be there for them to learn something do you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. i refuse to be uncomfortable i'm not going to be uncomfortable because of somebody else's uncomfortable uncomfortableness uncomfortability whatever the word is yeah. but i do acknowledge it and i think acknowledging it is a superpower because a lot of the time people don't even realize they're uncomfortable people don't realize that their behaviors and the way they're being or their stress etc is because they're not feeling great in a situation and knowing that really can be um a superpower to yourself because then you can i don't think people should modify their behavior per se but as lgbtqi people we're used to being chameleons we're used to entering rooms and being more gay or less gay or more you know or less or talking about our sexuality not talking about sexuality do you have a partner ronks or have you got a boyfriend ronks no one asks that anymore. But if they did, I'd say, oh, no, I don't have a partner, you know. But if I'm with maybe a group of people that are not perhaps um, affronted by my um, aesthetic, I'd be like, oh, no, I, I don't have a girlfriend at the moment. You know, so we're used to modifying and yeah. adapting to situations. But I guess a clever LGBTQI person we need to make sure we're doing it and it's not to a detriment of ourselves, which is not easy. Yeah. And when you say acknowledge it, do you mean sort of Mm. out loud or just in yourself go, okay, this is... In myself, because, you know, I have always, you know, being a doctor and going to medical school, I was never going to fit in. Like, because there, I mean, things are obviously changed now, changing now, but I've been a doctor 11 years. So I was at, at medical school for six years. So we think all those years back people saw or thought as doctors or people who were potentially going to become doctors as looking and behaving a certain way and coming from a certain lived experience, having a certain amount of privilege. Mm. The intersections of someone's existence weren't necessarily thought of. So if you were a white Mm. lad and you might happen to be gay, you perhaps wouldn't talk about your sexuality at medical school. Do you know what I mean? It would be something that you would suppress. If you're black, you, you wouldn't talk about how there is systemic racism and prejudices which make um, passing or finishing medical school different for yourself. We were all just seen as a homogenous group of humans who are in the top, you know, 10% of society's intelligence and we were going to be doctors. Now, that's easy if you you live with a very few intersections, but if you live with many, it's really difficult. And if it's not acknowledged Mm -hmm. by the system that you live with all these intersections, then you know it's who do you talk to and so for me I very early on I understood how people perceived me um well no 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 that's a lie I knew how people perceived me but I didn't understand how I could use that to my advantage and how just because Mm -hmm. somebody doesn't see me as a doctor doesn't make me a bad person and it doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to change their mind in that second 
because I was very frustrated for a long time with not really understanding why people couldn't just see me as a doctor, why I was a black doctor or why I was a black queer doctor or why I was a doctor that had a skinhead. Now, mm. I'm just, now um, things are different because I met a kid at, at, when I was when I became a doctor. I met a kid who was like, I've never met a doctor that, you know, wears trainers and has a high top and blah, blah. And I was like, wow, there are people out here who are actually like, you know, <laughs> their spirit is um, enlightened by my presence or the presence of other and so that is what i focus on now so if you don't get me i don't i don't necessarily care that's your business but Mm. my job is to make sure that people who look like me or have shared lived experiences and intersections know how to navigate a system which isn't necessarily understanding them Mm. and is it almost like sometimes i feel like this about similar stuff Mm. which is I like say to myself like don't be reactive be proactive about what's going on in this room Mm. and so don't let them set the agenda that that they're you know I mean so I kind of if if I sense someone's unease Mm. like I'll just go in hard on being really nice to be like you're safe I'm nice and if after that they choose to be an asshole then we're in a different space do you know what I mean it's like then I would withdraw but it's that thing about like it's the same as what you're saying it's like focus on those people who are enlightened by your presence exactly. but also allow that person to be enlightened exactly because what i would say about um because for a very long time and i think it is a kind of white western eurocentric vibe of if someone doesn't like you kill them with kindness i don't care for that anymore because i think i wasted a lot of time spending i spending a lot of time trying to get people to like me but actually not even liking myself do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. for example all around me i would see people looking a certain way and because people looked a certain way i didn't address the fact that a it was impossible for me to look that way and b so what yes. i'm still me so you're right in the sense that now i and P- patrice colors one of the founders of black life matter in her book um abolitionist handbook 12 steps she says that we need to be more responsive and not reactive so old ronks would be like that dickhead doesn't understand me obviously i'll say it in my head but i would be um i would be very stressed and my shoulders were tense and my jaw were tense and because i would perceive that people in the room didn't like me now i walk in and and i accept that not everybody will like me and that's okay but that's not a Mm. burden for me to carry and unlearning um unlearning the desire to be liked and the desire to be understood by everybody is hard man but it's something that i'm dedicated to doing otherwise otherwise you can't live like for example um i used to laugh at people who used to play music on their on their bikes via speakers and be like what's that person doing they're such an idiot until i did it myself and i was like oh my God, this is amazing. I'm cycling and I've got music. And you know what? I'm not in one place at all the time. I'm traveling through London. So one person who's annoyed at that spot, they're not going to be annoyed in 10 seconds later. And there's something about (laughs) doing what you want to do for yourself and brings up your serotonin endorphins, which is something we are not taught at school. We're taught to, to care about other people in the way that we sacrifice our own selves. That's the end of part one of our chat with Dr. Ronks. Part two is on the feed. Don't delay. Listen today.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.